what's up guys welcome to another edition of the provoking the conversation podcast once again sean's here and um hope you guys are going to enjoy today's episode i just want to make an announcement before i go ahead and get into it um after this episode i will be taking a break from podcasting um not because of anything serious or i'm stopping it's just um season two is very very long (laughs) it's been a little bit uh i I think it's been a great season i think we've gotten through a lot of things i think we've talked about a lot so i think this is a good stopping point here um just to kind of reevaluate we look at the podcast look at some things that i could do better for you guys to make the show better some things i could do a little bit better so i don't know how long the break's going to be it's just it's going to be a good amount of time, maybe a month or two. I, I'm not going to hold you to an exact date. Just now, I will be back. I will be talking again. We will still be provoking the conversation just right now. You know, you can't talk all the time. You can't talk all day. You know, you need a break here and there. Um, as much as I, you know, motivate people to have these conversations in their households and with each other. There's also times where you just need silence. Uh, this has nothing to do with the weather getting warm and I don't want to podcast because it's only one day a week. This is more of a realignment. This is me wanting to realign, really look at what I want to do here, really try to make it valuable for the listeners. So again, after this episode, and I'll be announcing this on the page as well and making a separate announcement about this. Um, I will be taking a break from podcasting. Um, until I feel like it, you know, we talk about mental, I talk about mental health a lot about on this podcast. And I think something to take in mind is understanding when you need a break from something. Sometimes your body needs a break from working out. Sometimes you need a break for work. That's when you go on vacation. Um, sometimes you need a break from looking at a computer. That's why you read a book. And sometimes you need a break from talking, from podcasting. And that's why you say, hey, this is the last episode of the season. <laughs> So uh, thank you guys for rocking with me. Thank you guys for listening to me. I will be back. I will be back better than ever. Uh, But until then, enjoy the last show of season two. Uh, We're going to talk about a few things and let's get to it. So a few things we've got to talk about today. First thing is that Penn State approves uh, not using the words freshman and sophomore. We'll get to that. Uh, A 21-year-old, unfortunately, some sad news um, about a 20-year-old gay man. We'll talk about, I I think I want to talk about, please don't be alarmed. I I want to talk about gays and homosexuality and how it's viewed in this country. Because I have my own opinion of this and how I read this. Um, and then I'm gonna give you guys, um, a short update on the podcast that I talked about last episode, the Joe Budden podcast. And the reason why I'm bringing them up again is because more news has come out about Joe Button, the leader of that podcast and the leader of the Joe Button network. And it's going to bring up a subject that probably a lot of us who probably a lot of you listen to this podcast who work in corporate, um, especially, uh, my women listeners, have experienced is sexual harassment in the workplace and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that so that's that's our show today so guys once again hope you guys enjoy
so let's let's talk about this Penn State thing. So Penn State recently announced. Let me just pull it up here. So I'm gonna read you the headline verbatim. I don't want to say anything incorrectly. So Penn State University, or also known as Pennsylvania State University. Uh, side note, my dad hates this school because he's not a Penn State fan. But anyway, Penn State is making sure the university becomes more inclusive. Penn State Faculty Senate has approved a proposition that would remove gendered and binary terms from their course and program descriptions. According to the university's student-operated newspaper, um, Daily Coalition, yeah, I don't know if I said that right, a spokesperson for Penn State's Faculty Senate office tells the newspaper uh, the proposition AD84 preferred name and gender equality policy was approved on April 27th. The proposition recommends changing the terms freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior to first year, second year, third year, fourth year, and beyond, as well as replacing terms underclassmen and upperclassmen with lower division and upper division. According to the proposition, terms like freshman and upperclassmen carry a strong male-centric binary character to them, and can be interpreted as both sexist and classes. They go on to say terms like junior and senior are parallel to Western male father-son naming conventions. To go on, uh, let's see here. Suggested students beyond fourth year are usually referred to as super seniors, could instead be referred to as advanced standing students since the term super senior often carries a slightly negative connotation. The recommendation also includes moving away from the use of gendered pronouns when referring to students, faculty, staff, and guests in all written materials, including recruiting materials, admissions materials, scholarship information, housing materials, other outward facing documents, internal documents, and websites. So basically, Penn State here is trying to get rid of anything that has to do with gender or recognition of class with their students or communications. I'm going to just give you guys my real two cents because I didn't make it to 52 episodes without being real. I think this is dumb. I really, 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 really think this is dumb. I don't think this changes anything. I don't think this really truly fixed the issue or fix the issue or really bring awareness to what most people have an issue with. And, and let me kind of explain a little bit. That's fine. You can change the names from freshmen to sophomore, freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. But let me ask you this. Did anyone really care about those before they brought it up? I don't think so. You know, that's just me. I don't think anybody really cared. I really didn't hear the feminists or the human rights leaders, or Black Lives Matter, or any of these social justice groups really screaming for schools to change their laboring, laboring of, um, of students. You know, I have seen in the corporate world, including myself, that we have kind of adopted the, the he, she, the, uh, the him and her, or excuse me, the she and her, the him and he and all those, those different types of pronouns. And I get it. We're, we're trying to move to being a more inclusive world, but I'm just going to say this. Everything, 
everything doesn't need to be changed to make the world more inclusive. I don't know if that makes sense to everybody, but it makes sense to me. Everything doesn't need to be changed to be more inclusive. All these terms that, yeah, maybe they, maybe they are a little bit rooted, you know, in male centric or gender centric or some type of, or some type of classless, you know, saying that one person's above the other, but the the real the real thing is is not so much about naming conventions it's about laws and rules that are geared more towards a gender or that are unfair to a certain type of demographic or group that's the real issue like i i see them change this and i'm like what is this doing here maybe this makes some people feel more comfortable maybe the student body was behind recommending this but I, I look at the generation of the Penn State student body now. These these are young people that are 19, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And that's not saying they don't know anything. That's just saying when you're that young, you don't truly understand that change doesn't come from changing a name of something. Change comes from laws and rules and regulations and policies that end or restrict the discrimination of a certain gender, certain race or demographic. That's truly what really change is. You know, if I kind of want to pull up an example, let's talk about how Biden wrote an executive order saying basically trying to stop Asian hate. That's real change. You know, Biden did that in a second, but we haven't gotten anything for black people. I'll, I'll leave that one alone. I'll leave it alone. I'm not here to beat up on Biden. That's not today. Maybe season three, I'll beat up on Biden a little bit more, but I'll give him a chance. But that's what I'm saying here. I don't think the naming convention that Pence, I mean, I'm happy they did it. It means they're trying, but I don't think, I think companies and schools and all these other entities need to stop trying to just be the first one to do it. Let's be the first one to, to you know, bring people in and talk about diversity. Let's be the first ones to change our naming conventions um, to try to be more inclusive. Let's be the first ones to change on our email headers, you know, her and she you know showing that we're inclusive the things and those things are great those things are great symbols but it's the same i have the same mentality when people were tearing down the statues of you know george washington and thomas jefferson and all those slave owners this is great but this is really truly getting to the root cause of the issue and why we are trying to be more inclusive my thing is you don't have to if you in order to really be inclusive and Again, you don't have to be inclusive if you change the rules to make it fair for everybody or to at least give everyone a fighting shot and not be discriminated against. I'll say that again because you probably didn't catch it. You don't have to do these type of things if the rules are set to give everybody what they perceive to be a fair shot or an opportunity. The rules are not set up like that right now. You know, uh I don't know about the rules individually at Penn State, but I know the rules at the laws and how uh, the wage gap in the country and opportunities that women or minorities get and different things like that. The thing that needs to happen is that the rules need to change, not so much the naming and the symbolism. And that's exactly what this is. This is a symbolism change. This isn't necessarily a change to how rules or procedures work, but hey, if they think this is the best option for them, go ahead and do it. I'm glad you're trying, Penn State. I'm not here to beat you up on it. I'm just wondering, what are we getting out of this? If Penn State comes back and says, we took a survey and people feel more comfortable and people feel better that they're now doing this, then they got a W. They, they became more inclusive. 
But if they, you know, if nothing comes out of this, then you really just did it for show. You did it to like, oh, let's do something for show, which is the complete wrong reason to do something like this. Staying on being inclusive, um, this story was kind of, this is sad, but I think this needs to be talked about. Um, in Iran, and there's a lot, so there's a lot going on overseas right now. Let me just address it real quick. I don't know a lot about it, but I, I do want to speak on it. There's, um, there's violence going on in, um, overseas. I'm trying to pull it up here so I can make sure I speak accurately here. Um, because I don't want to speak from the side of my neck about something like this. So there, there is something going on with Israel and Palestine, and I did post something about it, but I can't find it at the moment. Um, there's, there's a lot of bombing going on over there. There's um, killing. There's destruction of property. And, and, and again, I recently... I've seen it across social media. I haven't had a lot of times to educate myself. So I'm just going to say prayers and I hope it stops. Um, hopefully over the next few days, I can educate myself. Excuse me for being ignorant. There's a lot going on in my life too. But I want to recognize that those people over there are going through something that's traumatic. That's life-changing. And um, I, I want to know how I can support. So I will be doing that the next few days. to trying to figure out ways that I can support them. So that could get better. Now, what I wanted to talk about was there was a 20-year-old Iran man, um, and he was beheaded. If you don't know what beheaded means, um, his head was cut off, and he was beheaded by his family. Now, guess the reason why he was beheaded? Because he was gay. Um, Because this 20-year-old... 20 on 21 20 year old excuse me a man which to me he's still a kid and i'm not saying he wasn't a man in body but you know he's, that's young he was beheaded by a family and his family called it an honor killing so i don't want to butcher his name but i'm gonna try it monfred was murdered on may 4th just a few days after his half brother learned about his sexuality the iranian the Iranian um, LGBTQ network told the insider after conversations with my friend's mother and close friend. Um, so, yeah, he was killed by his family as an honor killing. And, and this is kind of what I want to talk about since we're on inclusion. We, we talk about how bad it is in America, but I don't see anybody getting their head chopped off over here for being gay. And, and I just wanted to point this out that this is a good, this is a good thing to see, not because of the young man prayers for him and his family, but to see America has come farther. I mean, I, I don't, I, I know we like, I like to get on here and harp on the bad things and harp about what needs to change, but I also like to celebrate small victories. 
you know, let's think about it. I can think in my head about 10, 15 years ago, if someone would have told their parents they're gay, you basically getting kicked out the house because they just didn't know how to react to it. They thought it was a mistake. They thought it was a defile against basic human nature. If we can see that over in Iran, they still think that. But here in America, shit, we got pride parades. There's people openly gay all over the all over the place. The the LGBTQ, I don't know if there's more to it. Plus, I'm sorry again. I'm being ignorant, but again, that community is very strong in America. Now, there's been times I said on this podcast not not making fun of that community, not pointing that community out, but being upset that that community by the government at times has gotten more action than the African-American community that has been around and mistreated longer. But again, I'm not here to take that attention away from this young man and what he went through. I'm really saying this and I'm bringing this up to, you know, we have come a long way, you know, on all fronts. Do we still have a long way to go? Yeah, of course we do. Um, But, We've come a long way in which how we handle these things and how parents have become more accepting to it, how people have become more accepting. You know, we had a president approve gay marriage. You know, that that in a sense is a giant, giant landstone, um, milestone. And I think it's I think it's good for us to sometimes just stop the car sometimes and realize where we're at. You know, and realize over the last year, last two years, what has happened with George Floyd, with all the Black Lives Matter and the social justice things. You know, another thing I like to report on is that Pittsburgh is more, more than likely going to have its first black mayor. You know, the other day, Mayor Purdue, or former Mayor Purdue, conceded to Ed Gailey, who was the Democratic um, candidate, and he's on slate to be basically the first african-american mayor in pittsburgh now i talk about pittsburgh a lot being a white town no offense to any of my white friends or white people that live in pittsburgh but there's a reason why reports are coming out that african-americans leave pittsburgh and it's not because it's not because of the snow let me just say that but you know this is a step in the right direction you know years ago we would have never even thought of this so i I wanted to take this opportunity shortly on the podcast to just Talk about how far we've come as a country. Even Pittsburgh's come far. They they realize that change is needed in order to happen. Um, and you know, with the election of Ed Gailey, hopefully that can happen. So, you know, prayers to the best. Prayers for the young man in Iran and his family. I can't imagine it. So sometimes when we think about being a certain way here in America, so bad, there's other places where you don't get to live to tell the story. So. I think this is just an opportunity to be thankful, but to also keep fighting for what is right, which is total inclusion and not the Penn State inclusion with just changing names or logos or whatever. Alright guys, a uh, shorter episode, but hit you with this last thing here, and this is kind of what I wanted to get to, this is kind of the meat of potatoes. Uh, let's talk about the Joe Budden Podcast. So, I, I mentioned last week the Joe Budden Podcast is broken up. Uh, the three main hosts, really four, but three, Roy, Maul, and Joe Budden had a little bit of a falling out, 
basically, I, I got a little bit more of the story, but basically, long story short, is that Roy and Maul, by their words, had a profit sharing contract with Joe in the podcast. For those of you who don't know what a profit sharing podcast is, basically, my contract's determined by how much money the podcast brings in in certain elements, and it's written into my deal. So Roy and Maul, having profit sharing contracts, asked for accounting. We're talking real accounting, like not just a spreadsheet with a few numbers, but actual accounting, you know, everything, showing me everything and where the money's coming in. So when, so as Rory Moore kind of explained, they released a video kind of saying their side, but long story short, they said the accounting wasn't right. They asked Joe to correct it. They let stuff go. Um, every time that they asked, Joe showed them attitude and got mad and eventually just came to a head. And that's how the podcast ended. But that's not what I'm here to talk about, about the Joe Button podcast. Joe Button has a network that has multiple podcasts. And one of the podcasts that I listen to is See The Thing Is. And one of the young ladies on See The Thing Is, her Instagram name is Olivia Dope. Very wonderful woman, musically inclined. I think she was an artist or she was a DJ. Um, and she's kind of known around the music industry. Um, after a few episodes of being on the See The Thing Is podcast, Olivia left the podcast. And it was kind of mysterious for the fans, including myself, of why she left. But we kind of chalked it up. She just didn't want to do podcasting anymore. But that wasn't the case. The case was that she was... This is hard for me to say. She was sexually harassed by Joe Budden during a podcast. And uh, he, she was sexually harassed by his words by him saying he wanted to have sex with her in front of other people. And let me just kind of set the stage. Joe Button and her didn't have that type of relationship. So it's not like he knew her. It's not like they've had something before. It's not like they've been friends for years. Like some of the other people that are on the show, they maybe met once or twice before that point. And some people say, well, he was saying that for the camera, but you still have to understand if I'm a woman and some guy and some man that I don't really know that well is saying these things to me. I'm uncomfortable. Um, I'm gonna play this snippet from you guys. From she released a video on Instagram about some of the things that happened. I'm just gonna play this snippet so you guys can hear it. Another edit happens because Joe makes another suggestion to having sex with me. Um, this is shown. I'm sorry. Joseph makes another suggestion to have sex with me. That scene is edited out. And what is shown in right after that is me closing my eyes, saying no. And then he says, never mind. Um, at 21 minutes, 30 seconds, uh, Joe tells me to hit a button, bitch because I didn't hit a sound effect fast enough. At 24 minutes and 54 seconds, Joe makes a comment that I am throwing my singleness in his face and he thought we were going to be a network power couple. I, once again, I'm trying to laugh all of this off as it's transpiring. I reply by saying, sorry, Joe, we're not. At 25 minutes and 42 seconds, I make a comment about relationships in general within the conversation. Joe retorts that 
my shirt that I was wearing isn't button liked like I'm single, excuse me, I have to repeat that. My shirt that I'm wearing isn't buttoned like I'm single. I pause, cover my chest with my hand, and try to brush it off. When I think y'all, I think everyone here kind of gets the point. I'm not gonna really replay it. I'll include the link to the full videos on our Instagram page in the chat. But I wanted to take this opportunity to kind of talk about, um, unfortunately, something that does happen and something that still happens in today, uh, sexual harassment workplace. Um, I want to start out that anybody that has been sexually harassed, um, you did not deserve it. It is not your fault. You did not wear something too sexy. You did not wear something too revealing. You did not do any, you did not do anything to turn them on. It is not your fault. It is the individual's fault for having the inability to control their actions, their words, or their bodies. It is their fault. It is their responsibility, their adults. For anybody who needed to hear that spill, I don't know if you did or not, or you need to hear, or will need to hear that, that is there for you. Because um, I know that, I know that that could be hard. And I'm not only talking to women, I'm talking to men too. I think if I ask, you know, a hundred men, have you ever been sexually harassed in the workplace? All of them will say no, but I guarantee at least 10 to 15 of them have been. And maybe they're just in denial and they didn't know. And I'm sure that happens with women too. I'm sure they said, Hey, I did something and you know, deserve it. Um, I don't want to stay here long. I just want to say that this this not only speaks to sexual harassment in the workplace, this also speaks to how sometimes we are just completely oblivious to what our words can do to people when we haven't established a prior relationship with this person. For an example, man, just because you talk to your female friends a certain way or you have a certain relationship with your female friends, it does not mean that relationship or those actions or that type of connection will carry over to every woman that you meet. This also means this is not carry over to her friends with every woman you interact with and women. I will probably tell you the same thing because it's probably good that you follow this as well. You need to keep in mind in order to cross certain lines with an individual, you need to establish their trust first and it needs to be established. This was obviously a situation where Joe was putting on a show for the camera and he went too far. Now, I'm not saying that's excusing him from sexually harassing Olivia. No, no, he, he was wrong. I'm completely in agreement with that. But I don't. But again, he could have been thinking, oh, I'm just putting this on for the camera, which is wrong anyway, because you don't have a prior relationship with this woman. And even if you do have a prior relationship with me, you, you better not do anything to make her uncomfortable unless you have free and free and prior re, re, consent. And, and that's the thing. Um, I think sometimes men, we take signals, we take nonverbal signals as yes, when we probably would be better off of just getting a clear yes. Is this okay if I do this? Is this okay if I do that? Sometimes a yes is just better than a head nod, you know, that's the way I think about it. And, um, 
it's just better these days. And and speaking on the man side, you know, that's to protect yourself. You know, let uh, that's to protect yourself. We've seen plenty of times when we're in a courtroom, not we, but there's courtroom. Woman says, "Hey, he did this to me," and the man's like, "She agreed." You know, she didn't say nothing. She didn't say no. Well, again, she didn't say yes. And, and that's that's something I always try to tell young men when they go off to college. I said, you're going to have fun. You're going to drink. You're going to probably meet a girl drunk. But one thing you better make sure, you better make sure she says yes. Because just because she's silent does not mean yes. I'm not saying there's women out here deliberately trying to trap dudes or trying to catch dudes, you know, by not saying yes. And then hitting that gray line. What I'm saying is, if you haven't established consent, it's up in the air. And then it's up to someone else to make the decision if you're in the right or the wrong. And you don't want to put it in anybody else's hands. So going back to sexual harassment in the workplace, again, nobody deserves to be treated the way that Olivia has been treated. None of you, if you've ever been sexually harassed, did not deserve to be treated the way that she was treated or even close. Now, why does sexual harassment happen in the workplace? A lot of times it's a hierarchy. The one thing that she didn't talk about in this video that I'm going to tell you, Joe Button is technically her boss in this situation. So that's her boss making these passes, calling her names and thinking that it's okay because he probably feels some type of authority over her. And I'm sure this happens in other places. You know, happens when male bosses have, you know, women understudies and when female bosses have male understudies or it could be a woman and a woman thing. It could be a male and a male thing. I just talked about how, you know, the gay community, um, LGBTQ plus, hopefully I said that right, is, you know, so open now. This also brings in the elements that these communities, there's abuse or harassment going on in these communities as well. We're going on to these communities. So I guess my main thing about sexual harassment is that you shouldn't be scared to speak up because Olivia did Olivia did what she thought was bad. She left the environment and she said her piece. And, you know, a lot of women are going to need to do And people sometimes need to do that in order to. She says at the end of this video that, you know, I have to do this in order to start healing. And it's really not up to us because some people were saying like, oh, why did she wait to release the video? Because this happened months ago. And a lot of people were criticizing her for waiting so long. Here's the thing. When you're dealing with something like that, that is traumatic. And you're also dealing with it on a public platform like YouTube and a podcast where people can actually go back and listen and view this, which is which is demoralizing. It's not even happening in a private office space happening where thousands and thousands of people can view this. It takes some courage to get on the internet and say that. And she talked about the end. The reason why she did it was for two particular reasons. And I'm going to end here. She did it because she wanted other women to know to not work with this man, which I agree with. And she wanted her daughter, listen to this. She wanted her daughter to realize that if this happens to you, you will not and should not be afraid to speak up. And that's my message because it's actually, I think it's Mental Health Month um, as well. So let me just put this mental health tip on you. Do not be afraid to speak up on things that make you uncomfortable. Especially when you're dealing with someone like your boss or someone like that. 
leaving your partner. Because at the end of the day, you can only stand up for you. You know, there's other things that went on with this incident where Olivia talked about her co-host and how they didn't defend her. And I'm not going to get into all that. At the end of the day, you can only defend you. And Olivia did the best thing for her by making this video. So again, if you ever experienced sexual harassment in the workplace, don't be afraid to go to your HR representative. I don't care if he's a CEO and I don't care if he or she is the head of the company. And if you got to, you may need to find another job. Jobs come and go, but your respect and your dignity is something that's gonna stay with you for the rest of your life. So again, if you've ever been sexually harassed in the workplace, just in general, it is, <clears throat> excuse me, it is not your fault. You did not turn them on. You did not say the wrong thing. It is not your fault. It is theirs. You need to act accordingly to hold them accountable. All right, guys. Thanks again for rocking with me. Go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You know what it is. Again, guys, just to make this announcement, and I'll make it again on my page a little bit later on this week. Next week, I am taking a break. The body is tired. The mouth is tired of talking. The eyes are tired of staring at a screen. Just need a little break to rest and recharge. I don't know about how long, but I'll be back. Hopefully back better than ever. But until then, guys, again, if no one's told you today, I love you guys. Please, 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 please take care of yourselves. And like I always say, until we until we until we meet again, keep talking.